0: God's kindness, forbearance, and patience are abundant, and all people benefit from them. Enjoying these common blessings, however, does not grant immunity from his righteous judgment. In fact, these blessings should draw us to him in repentance. You're going to learn more about this today here on The Wisdom Journey. Stephen Davey continues this journey through God's Word with a lesson he's called, Three Gifts from God's Treasures.
1: A pastor by the name of William Sangster was ministering in England during the time when the Titanic sank. He, uh, gave this interesting story that related to that terrible and shocking disaster that that frankly stunned the entire world. A frightened woman on the Titanic found her place in the lifeboat that was about to be dropped into that raging North Atlantic. And all of a sudden, she thought of something that she needed in light of of death that was breathing down her neck. She asked for permission to to go to her stateroom, she was granted just a moment or so, or they would they would be leaving without her. She ran across the deck that was already at a, a rather dangerous angle. She, she ran through the gambling room that had money piled up in one corner, ankle deep. She never even stopped there. She came to her stateroom, and there on the shelf above her bed was a jewelry box filled with precious gems and jewels. She shoved it aside and instead grabbed three small oranges from that shelf. Then with that, she ran back to the lifeboat and climbed on board. Pastor Sangster preached about the fact that death had boarded the Titanic, and one blast of its awful breath had transformed all values. Instantaneously, priceless things had become worthless. Worthless things— had become priceless. And in that moment this woman would rather have oranges than diamonds. The truth is tragedy helps us see more clearly what truly matters in life, doesn't it? Well, I think the greater tragedy is that many people never gain that insight. They're they're too busy collecting diamonds on a ship that is going to sink at the end of life. Well, in the book of Romans Paul has explained the guilt and the foolishness of immoral people in chapter 1. In chapter 2, he's in the process of describing the guilt and sinfulness of moral, respectable people. Well, later in chapter 3, he's going to describe the guilt and sinfulness of religious people. So Paul is he's making a strong case that all the world stands guilty before a holy God. Now, here in chapter 2, we arrive at verse 4, where, where the Apostle Paul asks this rhetorical question. Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? Paul is writing here that the moral person is presuming on the kindness of God and the patience of God. In fact, the word for presume means actually to look down on or even despise. So the respectable, moral unbeliever is actually looking down on God. They believe they're superior to God. Well, if you, if you listen to them talking about God in the office or in school, they're going to say things like, well, I can't imagine God doing the things that the Bible says he does. Or uh, surely God wouldn't be foolish enough to judge the world – or maybe it's it's like this. Well, if I were God, I would never say those things. I would never teach those things. Well, beloved, what are they saying? They are saying, I am so much better than God. I'm so much smarter than God. You see, in their self-righteous arrogance, they look down on the patience and kindness of God. And look at what they're missing out on. Verse 4 speaks of, of the gift of God's riches. And Paul mentions three of them here, three gifts or three treasures that the moral but unbelieving person actually looks down on. In fact, he doesn't even really notice them as he chases after, well, diamonds, those things of temporary value. What's the first treasure? Well, the first gift is kindness. Uh, The Greek word for kindness is often translated goodness. And this takes you all the way back to the first acts of God's goodness there in Genesis chapter 1. At the end of each of the 6 days of creation, God said that what he had just created was good. Well, that means uh, that everybody living on this planet has experienced then the goodness of God, whether they realize it or not. You can you can refer to the goodness of God as the common goodness or or common grace. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 45, we read that God causes the sun to, to shine upon, the rain to fall upon, the just and the unjust. You know, one of the amazing things about God's kindness is that unbelievers experience it with every sunrise, every rain shower, but the moral unbeliever looks down his nose at the goodness of God, never thinks of thanking God for the sunshine or the rain shower. Well, let me tell you, if I were God, it'd be different. That neighbor who made fun of you for being a Christian, well, I'd make sure it never rained on his front yard. He'd never be able to grow any grass at all. But God doesn't do that, does he? In fact, your neighbor's lawn might even look better than yours, just like my neighbor's lawn looks better than mine. So one of the amazing truths about the gifts of God is they extend in some measure, to unbelievers. Now, the second gift that Paul mentions here from the heart of God toward all of mankind is this gift of forbearance. It's translated in my Bible. The word comes from the Greek verb that means to hold back. So in this verse, it suggests that God is holding back his judgment. Now, God could judge unbelievers immediately for their sin, their arrogance, their condescension, their refusal of Christ, whatever. But God is graciously holding it in reserve, holding it back until that final judgment day. Now, the third gift that Paul mentions here is God's patience or long-suffering. The Greek word is makrothumia. The first part of the word is macro, which is a prefix we use today to speak of something that is big or great so god's patience is great when i read here of the great patience of god i i think of the atheist bob ingersoll who used to travel around holding rallies in the in the late 1800s uh, he would stand on a stage gather a crowd and announce that god didn't exist of course back then this would be a rather quite shocking thing to say and usually the crowd was quite large he would then take out his pocket watch, and he would say to the crowd, if there is a God, let him strike me dead in 30 seconds. And then he'd hold up his stopwatch, and he'd count down the seconds. People people would be holding their breath. Well, at the end of 30 seconds, he'd still be standing there, and he'd simply say, see, I told you, there is no God. Well, again, if I were God, it'd be different. <laughs> At the last second of that countdown, you'd see lightning and just a little pile of ashes there on that stage. God doesn't lose his patience in 30 seconds, or in 30 years, or 300 years. The fact that judgment doesn't come immediately is not proof of his non existence, it is proof of his patience. Well, now in the final words here in verse 4 of Romans chapter 2, we're given the goal of God's riches, his treasures, his gifts. And Paul effectively asks this question here. Let me paraphrase it. Don't you know that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? Now, the word translated repentance here literally means a change of mind. You change your mind. What are you changing your mind about? Well, your sin. You're you're admitting it's sinful. You're changing your mind about your life. You're changing your mind about your priorities. In fact, you're changing your mind about God. You no longer look down your nose at him. You no longer think you're smarter than him. You submit to him. You love him, and you worship him. See, God's kindness and patience are designed to draw you to repentance I like the way one writer put it, that God has chosen to use a cross, not a club, and the arms of the Savior stretch outward from that cross as if to say, whosoever will may come. Do you take lightly the riches of these three treasures, his gifts of kindness and forbearance and patience? Well, if you're not a believer— the kindness of God has been extended to you even today in allowing you to still be alive and, and breathing to hear this truth of God's love through through Jesus Christ. So the question is, will you defy him? Will you ignore him? Will you reject him? Or maybe right now, right where you are, ask him to become your Lord and Savior. Well, now, if you're a Christian it's possible to become distressed by, by circumstances and, and to start thinking that, well, God isn't so kind to me after all. We tend to find God's goodness and kindness by a few weeks or a few months or a few years rather than in light of an entire lifetime. The truth is, as that old hymn says, we will understand it better by and by One day we're going to look back over our lives and join in with the psalmist David in singing of the fulfillment of of that last line of Psalm 23. Surely, goodness and mercy have followed me all the days of my life. As if to say, well, what do you know? What do you know? Look who's been following me. And by the way, best of all, David ends it by saying, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Well, with that, we're out of time, beloved, until we set sail again on our next wisdom journey. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.
0: That was Stephen Davey and a lesson he called Three Gifts from God's treasures. This is The Wisdom Journey, a production of Wisdom International. If you haven't seen it, I encourage you to install the Wisdom International app to your phone or tablet. Once you do, you can take this Bible teaching ministry wherever you go. You can follow along on both The Wisdom Journey or Stephen's other daily program called Wisdom for the Heart. You'll find the Wisdom International app in the App Store for your smartphone. Install that today. We'll be back again with the next lesson from the Book of Romans. So join us next time here on the Wisdom Journey.